podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. So I heard from my sister's friend's cousin that Kohl's has the lowest prices of the season and had to see for myself. For real, the deals are so good. I got my kids' summer tees for $5.99, a cute swimsuit for myself for $17.99, and a shark vacuum for $199.99, which will be great after Sandy Beach Days. I got Kohl's cash, too, and I got it all in less than an hour with free store pickup. So, yeah, summer, I'm ready for you. Select styles ends May 23rd. Some exclusions apply. See store or kohls.com for details. If your loved one is at risk of a fall, the Symphony Medical Alert System from CVS Health can help support their safety in their home with 24-7 emergency monitoring, even when you can't be there. Terms and conditions apply. Learn more about Symphony at cvs.com symphony or find it at your nearest CVS Health Hub. We are locked and loaded and we are ready to blow. Fucking 2-0 against United and the next leg to come. It's the Day Trippers! Good evening, good evening, good evening, good evening. We're back again in the bunker. And yes, indeed, we've just witnessed a fantastic 2-0 win against Manchester United. And then we had a weekend off. I'm sure you all got up to great things and exciteful things and get sort of kill those nerves before we look ahead to that second leg on Thursday where we hopefully wrap up the job and secure our place in the last day of the Europa League. Because it is only a draw, win, draw, win, draw, win until we're in the Champions League again if we want to do it by the Europa um, coming up tonight of course we discussed the match that was we discussed the match that's coming and of course we'll have some trippers chats and I'm sure we'll wander off topic on many different occasions and talk about loads of other stuff as well uh, tonight in the bunker we've got uh, our returning Scouts Maestro Jay Home. we've got um, returning Westside Scouts Maestro Ray Brady and we have the man behind the Twitter account of course we have Mr Neil Gray um, hopefully he's in on his best behaviour tonight so it doesn't take me four hours to edit this bloody pod so, where do we start? Like, uh, you could you could start with that was one of the worst United performances you've ever seen at Anfield in your life, or you could also start that that was one of the most impressive club performances you've seen with Liverpool so far um, under him. It was just there was very few bad points, right? Yeah, well, it was more the same as with the Premier League game, though. That's what was my concern. United were as bad that game and ended up robbing us and walking away with the three points. So it was still a fear with me having Rooney out of the team. I thought was huge in my eyes, anyway. Because he has that little bit of drive when when the the shits against the wall, he's the type of player that can pull something out of the bag. As, uh, even when he's playing bad, he can still do that. So, um, 
I thought we dominated pretty much from start to finish. 10 minutes maybe, 10 to 15 minutes maybe in the start of the second half, they got on top and the substitution was made instantly by Klopp when he seen them getting on top a small bit. And Joe Allen was brilliant when he came on. All round, brilliant performance. Uh, De Gea totally kept him in it, only for a fucking fucked up fax machine in Madrid. Um, <laughs> we would have won that match about fucking 7-0. Um, totally dominant to him, great performance. I, I, I'm not fully confident as in 100% were true, but we're, we're one foot in. One foot in. It's not Hampton down, is it? Neilo. Yeah, well, rat it now. Just take me cock out. It's funny because it's all balls. Look at the woman with the water. Oh, sorry, Neil. <laughs> no, rather than constant, like that post-match analysis was all about how United, how how bad they were, and because it was dominated by skulls having a meltdown, which was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. It was just brilliant. But anyway, apart from that, and rather than concentrating on Liverpool, rather than them. It was that it was that one performance that you get in a season where everybody's averaging eight, nine out of ten. Well, I mean, there was no one below that. Everybody was well, apart from the goalkeeper. Just that's just because he's a prick. <laughs> but apart from that, now everybody was eight, nine out of ten, right from front to back, and it was it was great to see it. And and um, what was most impressive for me was it was the players who were who had been underperforming. It's kind of it was like a coming of age for them after three or four months with the new manager and their, mm. his ideas. United were so bad. They, his ideas could develop on the pitch and you stick it all you could really see it all coming together and specifically Lalana mm. I was most impressed by him mm. I thought he was absolutely fantastic I thought he was man of the match in my opinion more for man of the match more for his how much his performance level had increased from, re- from previous games rather than that just that 90 minutes Yeah. so uh, it was that occasion where everything went perfectly mm-hmm. everything clicked mm-hmm. And we should have, it should have been a higher score lineup, apart from, like Gray said, apart from David De Gea, which is, he's a fantastic goalkeeper, just goes to show the value of a good goalkeeper. Yeah. But yeah, great times. Jay? It's, it's weird because I think it, it was like to echo what Neil said there, it was, it was perfect in a lot of ways. It was very similar to a lot of games that we've played against United, though, because we often outplayed them, mm. but the difference is we don't take our chances and mm. then they'll sucker punch us at the end. I think it was great to see the front lads. We're linking up, running them ragged, the pressing from you know across the pitch. We just never let them settle, mm. um, and they tried to sort of readjust that by bringing on character, get a bit of control in the game. And I just don't think we let them get a, any type of foothold. I was a little bit nervous actually when I looked at the team sheet and I saw the front three that they went with because there was a lot of pace and a lot of mm. movements, and I thought that that could have p- potentially sort of um, got let them get in behind us and stretch the pitch a little bit. Um, but from the word go, we looked assured. We were on it. The crowd were absolutely fantastic. Um, it was the perfect storm. I think Neil was right there. That the front lads for Firmino now is looking like an absolute world beater, um, and I think he sort of sets the tempo from the front um, for the rest to follow. That's um, Phil just patting himself on the back there for the Firmino. Massive shows. pat on yeah. the back, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're great. He's great, Billy. Scout, scout, Phil on the on the fields of Germany with a with a sheepskin jacket. Yeah. <laughs> That was some scouting expedition to Cologne all right, wasn't it? Yeah, or naked. <laughs> was it football as we were scouting? I'm going to see Horn. <laughs> Timo Horn. Yeah. <laughs> Not that type of horn name, put it away. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> Sorry, Politoy. <laughs> I think, but speaking about the front tree, the two, the two lads, um, Can and Henderson, just clicked 
Yeah. It just seemed to all fall. Like I know I was saying it fell into place for everybody, but particularly for those two. I mean, that the dynamic between them, it seemed to um, old school. One goes and one stays, isn't it? I mean, it's really. Oh, it's, I mean, it's not breaking this, splitting the atom there, but that just seemed to happen naturally, rather than it being forced upon them. They just seemed to work. The dynamic between them seemed to be perfect. And oh, Jesus, I hope that's it. That's going to be a regular pattern. That remains to be seen. But it just seemed. Now I know they weren't up against much in midfield because they were dreadful. But at the same time, it just did. It just seemed to click perfectly. Well, I, I don't know about not being up against much midfield because you could see. Well, for me anyway, I thought Van Hal set out to stifle any real movement from from Channel Henderson from the tree behind Sturridge, and it just failed because the movement was so good. They pressed and hurried him so well that they literally they where they should have been in a dominant position, which is in front of their back four and and you know pushing on. They just weren't able to live it because they were being pulled all over the shop. Uh, it, was, it was just great movement. The one thing I will say, and I don't know if anybody felt, feels this way, since Coutinho's come back for injury, for, for me anyway, he has looked a bit peripheral to what's going on. It's almost like the team has, has evolved in his absence. And again, going back to the Firmino show, it's now where before we always looked to Coutinho as the, as the magician, as the man to, to do something to drive the team onwards. It's now the team are looking to Firmino because... He's relentless in his play. You yeah. know, even even if he's a, if it's a bad touch, he's the first in to try and make up for the bad touch. When the ball goes forward, he never lets the defender sit and sit and you know sit in the ball. He always goes and presses the opposition. And that's the key thing because Suarez used to do that, mm. and the whole team takes their shape off that first press of, of Firmino going for the ball, mm. and then the second. It's a natural thing with him, and, isn't and it? And the t- and the team are, are now mm. they, and and the key thing what you just said there, like we're not. We're not totally centred around Coutinho now, and I'd say even towards Storage now as well. Mm. The emphasis has totally gone off. Oh, Storage is yeah. back fit. We yeah. need to play Storage for for me now as well. I'd even in some games be looking to start Origi because mm. I think you know we'll probably come on to it in a little bit yeah. um, at Old Trafford and um, to get in behind defences and stretch and create more space, which sometimes can happen when you've got that sort of three players interchanging in behind the striker. If you've got somebody that's looking to go beyond and drag defenders, you see within the 10-15 minutes he was on mm. United couldn't live with yeah. him so we've now got options in Sturridge who if he gets a chance invariably scores he's the best natural finisher in my opinion out of the out of the forward lads you've got Firmino who works his spuds off and has got real quality and, and can bring, finish and bring people into play and then you've got Origi who's just got sheer pace and power so between them and then if you want a real aerial threat you've got Ben Taki so mm. a, a, a all options the, we've, we've kind of, for, for once you know for the first time in a long time you've got a lot of options there that we can we can change a game Origi's pace now is actually like I know you hear this about players oh he's fast he's fast and we hadn't really seen it then at the start he was only playing bit part and then injured of course but his, his pace was actually like I had no idea he was that fast mm. he was he was giving fellas 10 yards and catching up and putting pressure around stopping stopping balls getting to the boy line and that, that like you say that is you playing away from and I think this this sort of uh, stems from, from confidence I always bang this drum because it's such an important factor in football you see it now with Lovren you see it now with Lalana. these are people that were completely written off you know people spoke about them that they couldn't actually play football mm. and they're clearly showing I'd they can Arigi's the same <laughs> uh, you know and fo- confidence in football it just makes footballers when they overthink things invariably make mistakes or choose the wrong option whereas if they play on instinct they'll do the right things Mm. and use the ability that's got them to where Mm. they are so you can see now when they get the ball they want the ball Origi wants it he'll knock somebody off the ball and burst past them and and that's good to see Mm. I just just worry how fragile it all is you know what I mean because it's not so long ago we were shit Mm. like it's only (laughs) 
It's only three or four weeks ago. And now we tend to get caught. Why you burst me bubble, mate? Yeah, yeah. Not what I, I'm really good at that. <laughs> Just yank that rogue down there. Yeah. <laughs> but I am, it is, it has to be a worry because it's only, like we've won three or four games in a row. And you wonder if we go down a goal in a game or if we lose a game, is it just going to revert back to type? Because because although, like you were saying, confidence is so important, but it is a very fragile thing as well. And unless it's, unless that confidence is built up over a number of years or a number of seasons, that it's intrinsically, it's inside you, you know how good you are. I mean, I think ours is a bit fragile at the minute. So I'm worried that we'll revert back to type and type up to, up to three weeks ago has been shit. If you look at if you look at where we were, and you're making a good point. If you look at where we were, you know, uh, six, seven games ago, any cross that come into the box, we were shitting ourselves, and we thought we were going to c- concede. We invariably never came back from a losing position. Mm. These aren't things that have changed overnight, but you can see it start to come oh, through. Can, we, yeah. We've turned the re- you know, we've got a goal down, we've come back mm. and won a game. We yeah. we never do that. Mm. Liverpool, we hardly ever do that. So you can start to see now. Klopp is. Letting making these lads believe in themselves. Mm. I don't think it's going to be a quick fix, and we will probably drop a bollock before the end of the season mm. because we've got a lot of youngsters who are prone to having one, uh, two good games, one bad game. That consistency isn't there mm. yet. But I think with, if we sprinkle in a bit of quality and, and you know starting quality over the summer, I think it's a that it's will a, help. It's a, we would be remiss to think that the performance on Thursday is going to be the same as the performance we got last Thursday. It's not because no. you're not going to click eight, nine, out of ten, well, two games in a row. It's not going to happen. Does, for me. Bizarrely, there's one key moment in the game. It happens after 15 seconds, and your man Rushford, Rush, whatever his name is, the the guy who played up front for United, gets a chance outside the box from three yards or six yards after 15 seconds. That's when, yeah. and he yeah, misses yeah. it. That goes into the net, and it's a completely different game. We're chasing our tails for a whole match. We should be losing one 0 then, Phil, as opposed to being no, but, off. But <laughs> but they they are moments that change. I the get game. you. You know what I mean? Like the conversation completely hinges on that thing because instead of us being able to not so much sit in and find our rhythm and find where we want to play and and, and sort of probe at them and get them to move around and create the spaces that we want to operate in, all of a sudden we don't have to worry about being a goal down. We don't have to go and press the match. We don't have to go and push the toy because they've got an away goal. So you need to get you need to get at least an equaliser, another score on the board. And that fundamentally changes the game. And go, that goes back to your point here. While we were able to do what we did to Crystal Palace in the league, we got that bit of, a bit of luck that day in terms of being able to get back into the game despite going down to 10 men. And then we get to deserve a penalty at the end. When you look at the United game, because it's a European toy and away goals count, you know, it's, it's a completely different game going 1-0 down and winning 2-1 there. You're, you, you've won nothing in, the, in that instance. Mm. You, you're still in a dangerous position. It's still in the back of my mind that all those saves that De Gea made could play a part. Yeah. Do you know what course, I mean? Of course. Course. I mean, like, it's weird. Cause it, as much as I cra- credit in them, they were like, I mean, of course, Coutinho's miss was bleeding. It was catastrophic. Why didn't he go with his left? I don't understand why he's left. 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 I don't My rationale for why he went with the right instead of left is his body movement was moving towards the goal line. If he waits for it to come across his body, he's narrowing the angle he's, all the time. He the still goal. could have done better with his right. I think. Instead, he flicks it with the right, knowing that his right is closer and in front of the goal. And all he has to do is get on target. 99 out of 10. 99 out of 10. 99 times out of 100. <laughs> it goes in the net. But it was a poor execution of the flick as well. All he needed to do, really, was block the ball yeah, with his left foot. Because yeah, yeah, the, the, the motion oh, of the yeah. ball was coming towards him. It, mm. He just literally needed to block his foot and it probably would have got it. If he's, right. going, if he's going with the type of strike he does, he has to get plenty of elevation so that if the guy does get across, 
that he has no chance of getting to it. Instead, it was a it was a it was it was a, a timid effort that was more about security about getting it on goal than ah. one a conviction that says that this is going into the back of the net mm. no matter what way. Yeah. Yeah. The key the key in games now, like I'm saying with Liverpool now, in games kind of we they go in waves, particularly at Anfield. You know, the first twenty, you know, 10, 15 minutes, we'll press, we'll harry. We had so much of the ball, but we didn't get the break. And then what you'll find, you'll have a lull then for five or ten minutes. The difference is now we look quite solid when we have our lulls. Do you know what I mean? Whereas uh, United could come back into the game and get a bit of impetus once we dipped our yeah. levels because we've been running and not scoring. We look a lot more solid as a team now. We don't. I don't feel like we look like we're going to concede goals. Yeah, well, like I said, I thought was not so much a lull, but I thought it took a sort of about 10, 15 minutes of the game to get into our stride. Never looked like, and now you've said that one brief chance they had, but in general, they didn't really do one. But it just took us a while to just get the. You know, we're getting up to the halfway line, no problem. And then it just, it just all started. It slowly clicked, and from there on, then we just, you know, well, I think destroyed that's all them. to do with having the big squad, we're having more players mm-hmm. in the squad available. Like you were saying, Ray, like in the second second half and they had their spell 10-15 minutes into the second half a club changed it immediately but he had the options on the bench to change it immediately you know what I mean take off a four bring on Allen and, and try to tighten things up a little bit whereas two or two, a couple of months ago with them options weren't available mm. so we're kind of just playing one as long as, as much as we can so it's as much of confidence and everything else as, as it is having a squad available as well do you think Joe Allen's played himself into a, a new deal do you think he'll stay no, no not for 10 no. minutes I think he's gone. No. Oh, I think, I think He's serving a purpose for Klopp this season. Mm. And with the likes of Grujic, and you heard Klopp today talking... About Alan. About Alan Rodriguez. He's glowing about him, wasn't he? Yeah, really. Yeah. What was he saying? He said he's deadly. He said he's basically if, if, wanted if him a, in, the, in the first team now until he got told about sort of the work, work permit, permit rules and... Um, mm. Okay. So what he has to. So that's we, why we have to send him abroad yeah, to, yeah, get to get a certain amount of, amount of games in Europe. Yeah, okay. and then he can he can get in there. And he's been called up to the Brazil under twenty under team, 20 team, which yeah. will have an impact on him getting a, a war permit as well, because he's seen as an outstanding talent. You know, yeah, an outstanding yeah. young talent, which they can apply for the permit as well. But um, like that's why I don't think Alan has, and it's the same reason why I can't see Lucas down here at the end of the season. Um, I don't think he has a future. To be honest with you, I think uh, the. Stats that back them up, we've played 23 without him and we've won 12 and drawn 11, lost none. And all the games we've lost, he's played. But <laughs> That's a fucking boxy stat of your Lucas. Imagine, this prick is starting. Fuck. <laughs> Someone get down the bookies quick. Someone get down the bookies. He's having a great game at centre-back. Peter were losing 4-0. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Nobody goes well. to bookies anymore, by the way. They don't have a paddy power, don't they? Oh, all yeah. the mind. Someone go to bookies. I went into one today. Did you? Jammers. No way. Cheltenham. Yeah, oh, it's Cheltenham. Cheltenham. Ah, that's Cheltenham, isn't it? Yeah. It's different though. You have to go in on Cheltenham. Damon wasn't there on the sofa, was he? Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 slippers. Slippers. Like, <laughs> you're open around. Damon's open. There's no barrier. Feeding them grapes. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Best paying customer here. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't had a winner in 14 years. <laughs> he talks a good game though. <laughs> Put six of our kids through college. Yeah. Just his betting alone. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, no, look, going back to the match, the penalty, it was a good move, a, a great ball by Firmino to the Klein inside. I suppose one of the things that we, we mentioned when we were talking about during the game um, was that Klein seemed a much more attacking threat than he had mm. for a while down that right hand flank. Well, I've been saying it but within our WhatsApp group when everyone was sort of 
you know, is singing his praises and he is nine out of ten as a defender, as a right full, but I just expected that little bit more from him up the top end. Just me, you know, when I was saying this to people, they were saying, no, no, he's doing great. And I was saying, no, just at the top end, I just think he gets to the box and he seems to run out of ideas, doesn't know what to do or whatever. But I thought the other night now he was absolutely brilliant and that's that's all I could ask for him because down at the right end of the pitch, for his right end of the pitch, we say, well, he's defending, he's, he's majestic. So um, to see him sort of coming up top, top end and down that brilliant, brilliant. I'm, kind, I'm kind of with Ray there like when he, when he came when, when we signed him I was delighted um, and I was kind of expecting a little bit more from him going forward mm. um, I don't think it was ever in question that he's a solid defender um, I've kind of been vocal when it comes to fullbacks on um, on Twitter because I first and foremost want defenders to be able to defend I mm. think if they can attack I think it's a bonus um, but I think with Klein he is defensively switched on. He very rarely gets pulled out of position um, or made to muck, uh, look to, to look a mug. I should say on a, on a one v one. And it was nice to see the other night that he was starting to have more of an attacking threat. I think again, it sort of stems down to confidence. He mm. seems to be you know flourishing now in the in the last few games. Um, I think when you compare that to to Moreno, um, I think he's the opposite. The exact opposite. The exact opposite. He defensively. He isn't very aware. Um, he gets caught out of position a lot. I think he he makes those situations. He recovers those situations well because of his pace. Yeah. Um, but for me, what he adds going forward, or he supposedly adds going forward, um, is counteracted massively by the fact that he he kind of has a few brain parts. Well, crazy, he played, he, in his defence, he played very well against United. And the, the that was one of his tackles, better games. Yeah. Yeah. The mad tackles disappeared, which mm. was like oh, it was amazing. He attempted one, and I think he won, one, didn't. Did like he win one? Kick, yeah, no, kick he, I just it. have no idea. It's like a, that it's one, like a Chun Li kick from Street Fighter. There was one. I was waiting for the big ninja jump to happen <laughs> from the wrong side <laughs> with the hook fork backwards. I'm like, where, where who taught him that? He didn't lay that in fucking concrete at the back of the shops anyway. Street fighter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a sandpit, something comfortable. Yeah. But um, and he was running down. I kept thinking of what Steve said last week when he said. He's so fast. He could actually run the extra half yard and just nick the ball yeah. away and come away with yeah. it. And I was waiting for it, and it didn't happen. And he actually did. What? What was that going? Must listen to the pod. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely yeah, yeah. definitely big fan of the pod. See, the thing is, it's not it's not that I don't like him. I want him to come good, like I do mm. with all Liverpool players. It's just I see too many little errors and wrong choices from him that drop us in the shit. Mm. And that's the and if you could see them improving and stopping and being coached, and you can see he's more defensively aware, I'd be like, okay, that yeah, that makes me yeah. feel feel better, because he has the tools to be a good player. Mm. He just doesn't have the brain yet. Mm. He seems, he... he's solid, he's really solid on the ball, mm. he looks like a good footballer, his passing's perfect, he knows when to touch, he knows when to go, it, it is literally... T- he knows when to hold, <laughs> yeah, well, he knows when to follow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what did I say? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's in my head now, that's the end of that. That's the end of that. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you it's just, I don't know, that's just, you got to sit in at a table. No way to hold it. No way to walk away. Is it the beer? No way to run. You got to get your money. When you're sitting at the table. Guess we have the intro now, lads. Thanks for that, lads. Right, I had to play a load of...
Yep. Yeah. 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 The player he was, and I, his touch and all is still there, but he's definitely for me anyway. He doesn't have that explosive pace that he had before the injury. If you can get players in and around him to do the little, the little short, turn, like little touches, him and Coutinho seem completely on the same wavelength. Firmino a little bit, and um, I don't know. He, I kind of touched on it before with Origi. We look more of a dynamic team. And a dangerous team when Firmino starts centrally or Origi starts centrally because we push their defence back and create more space. Whereas Sturridge, he just floats in and around yeah. the same. He never looks to go past the shot, you know, over the shoulder through it. He never really does that. Um, so we kind of look a little bit blunted. Um, I felt like, and you said it before, right? Like first 10, 15 minutes, it was all huff and puff yeah. to a point, yeah. and then there was no penetration at, at all. all. Yeah. Um, and I kind of think that stems from him. Um, but he's still a fucking unbelievable finisher. Yeah, you'd still he like wanted to bank his racing. I'll huff and puff and they'll bear his racing. I'm thinking to myself, I've been there a million fucking times. How's that usually get out of that one? You put now I want. It's usually how I get out of it. Am I wasting my time here? All right, fair enough. Sorry about that, Mr. <laughs> but in fairness, the penalty you got to know. <laughs> Oh God! Fuck you! Who sings that? This is Kenny Rogers. Yeah. Uh, the 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 penalty. Going back to what he does do well, he puts that away clinically. It's a great penalty. The guy goes the right way. And just do you think it's a great penalty? Yeah. Oh, I thought he. I, oh, I, don't know. Pre- I think because of pressure, he was under everybody. The pressure was under mid height ones. Oh, but yeah. I tell you one. I don't like the, lefties on penalties. Anyway, there was, there was I, enough. There was enough pace in it. Yeah. That once he got that in the right zone, which he just about did. There was nothing stopping that one. He took that because of the grief he got. Yeah, of the, that, uh, the, the, said the same thing. As soon as I see him standing at the ball, that's him now at the same. You know, he's not great at penalties, stick. though. Like, no. People were going mad about Henderson and, and Sturridge yeah. not taking penalties. They, they're not good at them. So, like, he missed against Everton one time, didn't yeah. he? I, don't, I honestly don't get it. For if someone that can do what he does with a football and cannot score from 12 fucking yards out and not want to score from 12 yards out. <laughs> and he strikes out, the it's, ball it's so clean It's cringy for a striker not to want. Hey, hey look at Benteke now. If anyone's confidence is on the fucking floor. In his defence though, it was he an didn't miss it. No, we didn't miss it. And here, but I, I don't think many footballers deserve a pat on the back from scoring from 12 yards. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's a right. fucking job. Unless the keeper pulls off an absolute fucking worldie, every professional footballer should score penalty. That's the way I feel about it. The thing I never got, I never understood the... The nonsense around the penalty takers at Wembley because you saw with Lucas, who was on his last legs, um, he had cramp and all sorts, got up, took a penalty, he's out for fucking four weeks. Mm. Storage has a history <laughs> of muscle injuries, mm. and it's clear if you go up and stri- after not running and you got the- and you go up and strike a ball yeah. clean, you're go- something's gonna go as mm. it showed Lucas. So it doesn't matter, let mm. him sit down. Henderson was another one, like. If I'd rather somebody put their hand up and say, I want to take it. And if somebody doesn't fancy it, it's not... You, I, I don't know, you can't throw stones at someone for something like that, mm. I, I don't think. Just just get up there and fucking and, and fancy yourself. Yeah, I just yourself. don't... Like, if your job is... It's like you say, okay, muscle injury, well, in general, your striker should be forced up. I think if take they're fully fit to take a penalty, they should be the forced ones. Unless up. you've got a fucking... 
incredible penalty taker. Yeah. You know, someone that of can course, just post yeah. stamp it into the top corner 99 times out of 100. Mm. You say, fine, he's yeah. the penalty taker. Yeah. But yeah, I agree with you. Like the, 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 Your striker is meant to be your most clinical striker of mm. all on the pitch. He's a be- I meant to be able to put it past the goalkeeper when under pressure. So, yeah. Mm. But look, at the end of it, he took the penalty. He took it very well and it sets us on the way. Well, you being the keeper now, because <clears> the, like the hay got his hand to it, you're still saying super penalty. Uh, listen, I've, I've, you know, they're the penalties that drive you fucking mad. You know, mm. had you been a half an inch more across, mm. you could have got to mm. it. But at the same time, you recognise this, like, there's so much strength in the strike and the whole lot. It's like you're just not getting it. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's like, you don't get next to goal by the keeper not being near. I know yeah. what you mean, but it's. I don't know whether I would have said it was <laughs> once I seen the head getting sent away. I, I, I know. We'll just briefly touch on the missed chances. The um, we, we talked about the Coutinho one. The save from Lalana is fucking top notch. You know the volley. Oh, volley! Yeah. The half volley that comes across mm-hmm. from the from the right hand side. He, he to get yeah. his hands up. That but that's quick. what he was saying. People were saying, "Oh, he was in the right place." His hands were from here mm. and still got up to there. It wasn't as though he had his hands in the air and just, you know, moved him a couple of inches. They were from down, and he got them up in the spaces like got, a split second. Unbelievable save. The, the stop off Coutinho shot as well. Start the second half. Yeah. That's fucking top notch. He just has a habit of. You know, in every game, it's not even, you know, because United aren't great. It's mm. In every game when he's called upon, he makes huge saves at the right times. And that the, the confidence that that must give United knowing that he, he's there. Yeah. Can, imagine if you're a centre-back and you know that you've got De Gea behind you. Mm. You know what I mean? Even if you have a five minutes where you're up against it, you switch off, he will invariably get you out of trouble. You know, that's worth, that's worth 12, 15 well, points a season. We are with we us again because, yeah, exactly. We've been saying it in our WhatsApp group and everything, about how much a good keeper is worth. And you're looking at what the hell, like, where would you know it would be if they hadn't got him? Yeah. Where we, would we be if we hadn't? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? If the roles were reversed and we had him, it's See, the thing that's mad about Mignolet, though, he, like, he'll do some utter garbage things, really, really basic shit goalkeeping, mm-hmm. and then pull off three worldies. But you, he'd be perfect for a number two. Mm. Do you know what I mean? To mm. play in the, yeah. in the fucking the cup competitions mm. or whatever. We just need a, a commanding. Do you know what I was impressed with? Because I don't watch that much European football. Um, Wolfsburg's keeper. Yeah. He was very command. Like anything that went into the box, I know we're shit at corners and shit at attacking. Augsburg, you mean? Uh, sorry, yeah. Augsburg. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Everything Lang- that went into that box, you just knew yeah, it was the keeper. Yeah, he was really good, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything. I was Whereas only we- saying that he looked extremely confident and, and he was battering of- shoulder and people. Did, did they not give him keeper the, and he's not in the one- Bundesliga last year? They said something in the commentary now that he got in the he got in ahead of Man. Uh, oh, no, Neuer. Just refer to our Bundesliga goalkeeping expert. Yeah, that's what. No, I, I look, I've, I've, you know, if we're, if we're shopping for a goalkeeper, if we don't buy a Bundesliga goalkeeper, we're fucking overheads. Mm. Completely overheads. You know, they, they, I'm not going into it, I've, I've said it plenty of times, but look, the level of coaching and all that the German goalkeepers come through is just, you know, it's top of the tree at this moment in time and that's exactly where we should be going and looking to pick up a goalkeeper. There's, there's, there's so many options there. It doesn't have to be the same names that are being bandied about all the time. You want to go for experience, there's experienced goalkeepers there we can pick up. There's Summer at, at Gladbach. You know, there is so many, there's such a choice in that league with the exception of Nauer who you won't get. Mm. We'd definitely be able to pick up a, a big upgrade on, on Mignolet that's there. But look, I know what you're saying, the, you know, but I, the one thing I wanted to bring around because I think what's what's fascinating about fascinating about this for me was Firmino's finish was the finish of a player who's oh, who's a natural finisher, mm. but also one who's been almost observing the way the guy has been reacting to shots as the match is going on because ninety nine times out of hundred, it's he goes with the opposite foot to try finish to go across, mm. and that just catches the guy by surprise. Mm. He can't react to the shot. Mm. 
And it's he lifts it as well. He so had a split second as yeah. well. I mean, like, if, and when you say a split second, you mean milliseconds. Yeah. Literally, if I had to went for another thousandth of a second, it, the chance was going to disappear. And per, and a little bit of elevation on it, everything was perfect. Yeah. What, what I know a lot about him is, I know, I haven't seen much of him from before, like, not as much as you had, Phil. <laughs> <laughs> he, he has that, you know, when you watch a centre forward, like, you know, he reminds, although he can play deeper, he reminds me of an old fashioned number nine. He seems to have that sixth sense to know where to be in, in the box. It's like something, I know it's a bullshit kind of phrase, but you can't learn it. It's natural, but it is, he just seems to be in the right place at the right time. But not only in the right place at the right time, he seems to have his body shape in the right position for when he's receiving the ball. Now, I know he doesn't score every time, but it just, it seems to be very, very natural to him. Like that goal is a perfect example. It was just, everything just happened as... It's meant to happen. Exactly. And at that split second, it happened. It's, it's like, it's, it's, it's fantastic to watch. You don't see much of it around anymore. You know what I mean? From the both of them, because Lallana's coolness in the box um, to keep his composure. And I think yeah. he megged. Did he meg? Yeah. It was a little little poke through the legs. Mm. And then Firmino, you know, sharpness of mind to put that where he did. Um, it's It's been a while since a Liverpool player's got me off my season. In two two occasions in that game, there was two things. One from Firmino, where he did the Cruyff and sent the two lads the opposite yeah. way. Yeah. Um, and then Lallana, where he kind of did a... Yeah. Uh, did three of them, didn't like, he? Yeah, he did yeah. three of them. He did a Cruyff, a shimmy, and then a little and, flick. And the uh, towel flick, the speed that he yeah, done that deadly, with from, from doing the, the drag back was unreal. And the watch in slow motion even in a gif it's fucking something it's, special it's unbelievable and, and to see them now starting to I, I think they I think they believe believe that they belong at Liverpool now mm. you know, and, and I always say this when we get new 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 players give them time give them a season because it's such a jump in expectation mm. for players to come from you know particularly a Southampton um, a Hoffenheim you know it's a huge huge jump for these players mm. Once they start to get used to the surroundings, get used to the extra pressure, you know, you can't afford to have a bad game in a Liverpool shirt, especially if, God forbid, they fucking read Twitter and all the experts on there ripping and over-analyzing your every move. Mm-hmm. Our podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but, finally, but finally now you're starting to see them two players come, you know, take the, the, the game by the scruff of the neck and believe that, the, you know, Lallana's yeah. now scoring goals, getting assists. Firmino, I think, has got the most goals and assists this out year. of anyone in the Premier League. Uh, I've this, year. Year. this year. Ever, ever. In the history of football. Yeah. More than Messi, although he's 406 goals in 404 games or something like that, for me, no, it was more. Because he has assists as Bobby. Well. Bobby. Bobby. No. Bobby. Yeah, Bobby. Yeah, call him Bobby. He seems to be wrecking people's heads, so we call him Bobby. Bob, We're sticking Bobby with him. Yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, okay, so look, just to wrap it up then, we've mentioned Origi, we've mentioned Alan. Um, Anyone else? Come on. Does Lovren ever mention, does he? Does Lovren ever mention? We were rapid lyrical about him last week and in fairness it was just a, another continuation on from the performance he put in against Crystal Palace and Sacco looked a lot more solid in, against United than he had for a while as well. So, a good sign. <laughs> Joe, Joey Barton's tweet on Sacco was yeah, absolutely, wasn't it brilliant? you know, it was, it, it was perfect. For, it, it wiped out all that, but he looked so nervy on the ball and he just summed it up perfectly. You know, every fear you have and yet you look at his stats and everything else. I, lo- I love Sacco. I'm his, a huge, huge fan. Yeah. I never want him out of the team. And well, I, I, look, I, I thought he's, he's been going through a particularly poor run of form, to be honest with you. I know I'm a fan of, of Sacco as well, so I'm, I'm, I'm more than... Happy to say that I thought it was a much improved performance against United than it had been for a while. And long may it continue because mm. I, Matip coming in, those three are our centre-backs next season. 
And we probably bring. I'd I think we've Gomez coming back, haven't we? I've got a real thing for. I think Gomez could be huge for us. Mm. Yeah, I think that's going to be our fall next year. Yeah, honestly, hopefully, Skirtle sent packing. Yeah, he's got from. He's letting his hair grow and everything, so he's definitely. He's oh, it's gone now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, it's, gone. it's gone again. Alex Alex sake. Must have got a contract. Be stay. Cuba. Good looking lad. Lego. It's Crichton at Red Dwarf. But yeah, Joe Gomez, I, I think he's got a massive future. I think he's strong, commanding, powerful, good on the ball, athletic. Um, and now, you, you, what side does the new lad play? Is he left or right? Right. right. He's right. Mm. Um, you've got genuine competition for places because mm. Lovren can play either side. He's finally mm. put that fucking nonsense to bed that he, you can't you can't have a, a left-sided oh, player playing on the right side. It's that ridiculous. Um, you've got Sacco, who is naturally the most commanding that we have. I'd still, I'm a little bit unconvinced with some of his decision-making. Um, personally, you know, I, I think he's a bit rash at times, but he has all the hallmarks of a proper commanding centre-back. Um, and then you've got the, the new lad coming in, and then you've got Gomez. So you've got four good yeah. options there, um, which is and nice Gomez for Gomez will tick the boxes for those that want that ball playing centre-half because he's really, really, he's really good. Yeah. He'll also be able to fill in a full-back as well for us, yeah. which gives us the, you know, we're, you've heard Klopp talk about squad depth and having enough players. We're in the Europa League next year. Um, I think. Could be in the Champions League. Could be in the Champions League. Well, we are going to be in the Champions League. We're going to League. qualify Champions League twice Got this year. We're finishing fourth and you. winning the Europa told League. You. All we need to do is draw, win, draw, win, draw, Andy's win. Andy's train is coming. Win. Win. And then that's it. That's that's, that's Champions League in the bag. Dort- Dortmund look good. You don't want to get them to the final. Fuck fancy Dortmund. I fancy us against anyone in the Dortmund. final. I fancy us against anyone in the final. I would. I would. <laughs> Fuck Dortmund. Jesus, <laughs> thanks for that, Phil. It's aggressive. Fuck me. <laughs> I haven't been able to be aggressive here in a while. That stupid fucking host. Trev! Trev, fucking dead, dead prick. <laughs> Dead prick. <laughs> Not as bad as the dead prick. The oh, pricks are bad, but dead pricks are proper pricks. Puff and puff again. Um, so anyway, look, uh, let's talk about United again. So we've got the. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather not. <laughs> so second leg coming up, lads. Uh, you know what, what? Do we? What do we? What? What worries us more? More so. Look, if 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 we replicate what we did against United in the first leg, we definitely have a good chance. Of of That's what's going to happen, <laughs> Sony and Miggs. That's what. <laughs> yeah, he's due one. Well, not, it's not even players for me. It's just the, the, the game itself. Just don't concede early. And it's, I haven't got a particular player at United now that I'm worried about. Or what if he is clicks? Or what I think now. No. Should um, always make the so just don't concede early. Somewhere. That's that's massive because I wonder how we cope. The atmosphere is going to be they're at the getting the the, the green light almost because you wait for and charging them over the chance and stuff. So it's going to be hostile as fuck. Mm. And if they get on top of us early and we're to get an early goal, I'd fear that you know this run of form and confidence we have isn't there long enough for us to stand up to it. So get through first 15, 20 minutes without conceding and then I think it'll settle down and then their fear of us getting in the way goal like, it'll take over in the game like you know this is what I love about European ties because they're going to be like caught between two um, two approaches like because they know we, Liverpool with more space I always prefer us when we play away from home I don't know why I, I always feel like Anfield is really tight and, and the players are on top of each yeah, other and there's not much space yeah, yeah. whereas Old Trafford's a massive pitch and I always fancy us to score when we go to Old Trafford mm. the, the players that we've got can uh, it, turn very very quickly and have got pace and ability so Man United are going to be aware of that and they know if they overcommit in the first 10, 15, 20 minutes 
if we get one, that game is over. We mm. need they need four goals, and oh, they're, no. not gonna get, yeah, they're not going to get. They're not going to get four. Well, goals. We haven't played them at full strength either. Like you say, it was Benteke up front, wasn't it? The, in the in the away fix on the Premier League. Overhead. Yeah, no, great goal. And that, uh, but you know, like you say, it's a, it's we're a totally different animal this mm. time round. We've we've it, got the boys up front and. It, it will give them a, a fucking good test, you know. It'd be it'd be good to see. Now, this is the type of game now where you really want to see Henderson come come into his own. We need leaders out there. It's as you said, it's going to be hostile. It's a massive occasion, mm. and if the younger lads and the, you know, led by the likes of Henderson, if Chan can keep being his imposing self, and they can come away from this with a win, the confidence that that's going to give us in being able to handle big game situations and come through, um, you know, it can it can really kick us on to mm. the next level, you know. Yeah. Talk about Emery Chan. The battle between him and Fellini is going to be tasty, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I will say, look, Fellini, I, uh, it baffles me how that fucker never, never, always sees 90 minutes and rarely ever sees a red card because he is one scaldy, <laughs> scabby bastard. He's a horrible hell, cunt of a, a player. I hate everything about him. I quite hell. like him. You remember years ago? I respect though, him for I the fact that he gets away with it all. I like that. I don't yeah. mind. Yeah. But years ago, players used to have reputation and you always hear commentators talking about, look, his reputation went before me, seeing him sliding in for the time. Like, everyone knows what he's at the whole game, yet he doesn't. See the fucking the fruits of his labour with cards. <laughs> he, he, do, he doesn't. Every other fucking hour player from the he's a he's a dirty cunt. And he, sure enough, his first bit of a nudge the ref was over like a shot. And he dirty did country. Yeah, yeah, that's a country. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta know. When. <laughs> I like I like Fellini though. I like that he's carrying that whole team and all. It doesn't bother him if he just gets on with it and he keeps going and he annoys the I fuck out. I, 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 no, I, I think fe- <laughs> the reason why I find him comical is because. He doesn't bring anything to the game, right? Bar a diagonal ball to his head. He's deadly at it, though. But that's it. Take that away, and it's just niggly fouls and dirtiness, right? And diagonal balls to his head. Well, I tell you, if you listen to Klopp's uh, post-match press conferences, he he mentioned Fellaini maybe 20 fucking times over the course of the three interviews I listened to. He said, because... we were we were had to, we were trying or oh, and um, when they, before the match and they prepared him for it they were preparing Good particularly for Fellaini. Smart. All you were missing was the random laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you do that though. That's your bit. Yeah, random stupid laugh. Kill Now this is pathetic. <laughs> Oh, anyway, Neil, focus. Come on, Jorgen Gray. Now, Jorgen Gray. He got dead, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but listen, what I was saying was, he's a tree bricks. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all. That's all I've got to say. Look <laughs> at me, cool. <laughs> yeah, now I think what just happened. Klopp did identify him as being the only threat. Yeah, exactly. And See, un- 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 until the final whistle blew, he was their only threat, and he still maintains that, and he's going to be their main threat again on tours tonight. And if they get that diagonal ball, if they get enough possession and they get that diagonal ball thing right, the way we are, because our goalkeeper is particularly bad and the two centre-halves confidence, like you were saying earlier on, isn't fucking great. So if he drops a ball, literally if he drops a ball in the first five or ten minutes, the whole thing can fall apart. Isn't that what Emery Chan was marshaled to do in terms of what, as soon as he came near our box with those those diagonal balls, Chan was the one that was going and poleaxing him. But that's the thing with Fellaini. United haven't got it. Ferdinand touched on it after the game. Now, I, I... think Fellaini is shit, but I think he can be really, really effective if used right. And that is, lob him up top, pump the ball into him. Mm. If he doesn't win the first ball, 
there's a good chance. Or if he wins the first ball, then you've got to get the pieces, right? So so Liverpool have either got to go and attack and win the ball, which invariably they're not going to do. So then you've got to get the pieces. Now, United, because of the way that United play, you know, they, they want free-flowing, fast-attacking football. Mm. You know, they won't put Fellaini where he's best. Meant to be, yeah. So, and, and Ferdinand was like, why are you putting him in centre midfield like he's a ball-playing centre midfielder? He's fucking shit. Like, mm. why are you doing that? Mm. If you're going to play him, play him up top. And if they played him up top, he would cause us fucking nightmares. Mm. He really Do would. Do you know what springs to mind immediately is the winner that West Ham got in the last couple of minutes? In the, was it the FA Cup? Against us? Yeah. yeah. It was that diagonal ball into the box. And we can't, we're really bad at defending yeah. them. Really, really bad at it. Yeah. So if they, that's what the point I was making. If they do decide to play to his strengths, that's the way I could see the tie turning. Yeah. Well, we're actually talking about Liverpool's confidence earlier on, and is it building? And I'll, like, I, I think if they go a goal down, they're they're, they're on the floor and they're, like, yeah. they're there for. Do you want to sing some Kenny Rogers? So that, like, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy to sing a bit of Kenny Rogers. Not <laughs> Kenny Rogers songs. No, <laughs> no, a few Chris Christopherson. Oh, oh yes. yeah, you fucking do, you freak. But on that though, looking at how we're going to win the game. And on that basis, do we start, echoing Jay's point from earlier on, do we start Origi for the pure, given that they're, they're more, they have to come with us, they're 2-0 down, they have to score? Well, I, I wouldn't, I'd, I'd echo that when what Jay was saying, it'd be definitely Firmino or uh, Origi up front for me. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I'd go with Origi, um, with the three lads, um, the three, the same three lads in behind, so Coutinho, Firmino and Lallana um, in behind. And then if you think bringing storage bringing storage on for the last 20 minutes mm. when the game the teams are tiring mm. he, there's going to be more space for him and you'd think you know he'd, he'd take a chance if he gets it I just think Origi is going to occupy their defenders a hell of a lot more yeah. than storage yeah. would and that allows they, them to be they really back. don't look comfortable with it at all you know you have anyone sort of chasing them down and they don't have that old united assuredness where you know they're playing they're out from the back and yeah it's basically it's gone from them mm. you know so I, I, I definitely yeah Origi for me maybe Hmm. Any other changes in the back line? I, I, I don't know. I really, I don't know. Our same selection. It's a tricky one because they're not going to be as bad as they were again. Not a hope of it because hmm. he done some mad things playing kids left back and cra- crazy shit. I don't even know their names because it's irrelevant because it's United and I don't care. <laughs> but, like some of the formation was ridiculous and, and bringing Carrick on centre half and all it was just it was a mad thing to do when they were under so much pressure and I couldn't really get my head around it. So they're not going to be as bad as they were again, that is for sure. And we're not going to perform to that same high level we did again. It's impossible to do that two games in a row, I think. So it's going to be a much closer game. Mm. But I really do fancy us to score. And once we score, the tie is over. So I'm not really that worried about it in mm. reality. Because I, I, fa- I do fancy us to score. Even if we go a couple minutes. down, I still fancy us to yeah, score. Yeah, we just I need to nick one, don't they, we? They're, they're not good enough to keep us at bay for the full 90 minutes and and by that I mean give us clear cut chances whether De Gea saves them all or not that's a different matter but we will get clear cut chances I see in that, that happening game. I just don't want it Jay I don't think me that's the argument for storage isn't that the argument for storage though isn't it that if we are going to get clear cut chances you want him there yeah. because he's the man to put them away you know what I mean so and well, that, listen, uh, yeah, yeah, you're talking one on ones are a chance someone him going into the box with the ball at his feet there's no one I'd rather be mm. you'd no one you'd rather have should yeah. I say but um, uh, uh, definitely just the, the pace is huge and Firmino as the false nine or playing properly as a striker it'd be the way for me I hate that term false nine yeah, right? well so sorry about do you know that. what I mean I really do it's such a wanky thing to well, say I, I didn't like, no, I know. It, did I for uh, no, fuck's sake you're getting it from all angles here you gang of pricks I'm not saying you <laughs> people saying it, yeah he's playing in the false nine position that doesn't fucking mean anything what's a false nine eh? 
Well, if Arsenal is someone that basically not... isn't up sitting where <laughs> no, I know, I understand. Like, right. I understand Trevor Francis can't deal with that. I understand. I can't <laughs> deal with Trevor Francis. Neil can't deal with Trevor Francis. Can't deal with it. Trevor Francis can't no, deal with it. Fucking Neil is the Trevor Francis of the fucking group, right? And look at it. He can't deal with the false nine. Trevor Francis can't. They need a player up front there. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with the terminology. It drives me fucking mad. What would you call him? It's like something. It's, no, it doesn't a matter. Nine and a half. Oh, it's nothing. He's a fucking forward. Just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck's sake. Complicating <laughs> And after that in-depth tactics analysis. <laughs> the tactics are with Neil Gray. We, we he's move, a fucking forward. We move on to XG and heat maps. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, heat Ray, maps. How many XG do you reckon we're getting... At the weekend, I have no I idea. Don't, uh, I, I don't know what that Just means. Let me get me pressing stats <laughs> no out here. <laughs> it's deadly, isn't it? When I just see that shit under it, I go, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> and whoever put that up there is a prick, <laughs> a massive prick. <laughs> It's just like I was seeing on Twitter the other day, right? I was just thinking of a thing on the way down here in the car. I was thinking, who wanker of the week? Who could it be? Right? <laughs> do we still do wanker of the week? No, no we're doing no. it now. And I was just thinking, I was just thinking, somebody said they don't raid Zidane. And I just thought, oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, you're like you, you, anything you say from this point on now is irrelevant to anyone in the rest of the world. What did they give grounds? To someone said, who's your favourite player ever? He was great like, to look at, but he was overrated. Some guy said Zidane, <laughs> overrated, oh overrated God. him. I was saying, you're fucking wanker. Overrated. Zidane Zidane was overrated. Just deactivate your Twitter. <laughs> Possibly the most techni- technically complete yeah. footballer I've ever, ever seen in yeah. my life. Overrated him. I just thought, no. yeah, fucking wankster. <laughs> <laughs> and on that friendly notion, <laughs> Kenny, who do you reckon? <laughs> what? <laughs> what, what, do we win? Uh, we'll go through. Okay. That'll do me. Nilo? Yeah, we'll beat them. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to hazard a guess at the score? No, because I think no, no. We'll, I think we'll win the ma- I think we'll win the match and the tie. Okay, Jay. I think we'll win three one. Get your body power out. Someone ring them up. We'll lose. If you log on to Paddy Power, you can actually go live cam with Demo to pass on your tips. <laughs> Live from Damo's own. There's Mao coming a lot of slips on his hand. Yeah. <laughs> Watching horse races that nobody else is. <laughs> Tweeting things that nobody's paid attention yeah, to. Tweet. <laughs> right. I have a few quid on this Mexican quarterfinal in that cup. <laughs> say, what the fuck? It's That's not, not even a team, Damo. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter, we've got a tenner on it. That was played two weeks ago. Coming up on Twitter, it's AVI, and you say, I wonder what Damo says, and you get two in, and such and such, two lengths, and he looks like he held her back there coming around. Oh, go and ask me, bollocks, Fuck's sake. Talking about me, mate in work's got a bet on that if Leicester win the league and Burnley um, get promoted, he wins 60 grand. No way. 60 no fucking way. grand. Can you believe that? It's all he, yeah, all I can't he believe he put the bet on. Oh, he's the other one though like he'd be uh, betting in um, fucking tiddlywinks in South Korea we like, talked yeah. to a young flirt and he was only Band 20 boy. odd there a couple oh. of weeks what's <laughs> <laughs> that Band. it's a massive tiddlywinks scandal there a few years I'll never forget <laughs> betting syndicates and everything if you'd waited tiddlywinks you should have seen the fucking scandal like, know, lads there fucking special pickies and everything hit them with into the cup special pickies it's real technical technical term fascinating stuff fucking like. massive stuff it was fascinating stuff South Korea hey BBC are looking for us what <laughs> <laughs> oh, alright then so uh, just never call me again <laughs> <laughs> that's the United game done um, Southampton I'm, I don't even I, I don't even know 
who plays for Southampton anymore. I assume it's the same they, lads they, as before. And a few man sent a half, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. They had uh, <laughs> Pella and, and Long playing up front there against Stoke. I watched a bit of it there last week, was it? That was, was long down since we nearly signed him. Same, same. Just runs, 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 runs. But they had a, a great chance to go 3 0 up, and your yeah, man, I can't think of his name, the, the winger. Uh, Tadic um, made an arse basically mm. to make the game really comfy for them and Stoke got a, a scaldy one then to get back into it <laughs> How much does the United result impact on the game at the weekend? Not so much the result but I wonder what, what it might take out of us depending on how the game goes if we score early it could be a walk in the park and we could we, you know the, mm. uh, the players won't be putting 90% in if we're under the caution we have to give it the, the, the famous 110% for, for 80 odd minutes and, and put our bodies on the line then we might struggle a little bit Come the weekend. Okay. Um, to be honest, I think it's just good. I'm just looking forward to watching Liverpool games again. To be honest, like you know, it's, yeah. it's, it, it makes mm. a big difference. Yeah. Um, I think that the lads have all bought into what Klopp's trying to do. They seem to be enjoying the football. Um, I think the United game. I think I think we we will beat United comfortably, and then we're in with a real shout of a late push for for top four. Um, and just bring on the games. Like and as I said, we've got options now. It's not like you're going into a game knowing the exact eleven. Um we can freshen things up, we can give all the lads a go, we can try two up top. You know, there's lots of different options that mm. we can do. Um so no, I don't think um I don't think it impacts I, it massively. Oh, you're saying does it impact I think it, if we win on Thursday and we win the tie well. I said, fatigue, and Sunday fatigue doesn't come into it then because everybody's just absolutely buzzing, isn't it? Because we're going to win the UEFA Cup, the WAFA Cup, and we're going to finish fourth in the league, and then we're going to win the league next year. That's that's the mentality that obviously just I know it's, it's, it's a stupid thing to say, but that's the way people your thought process. Well, I tell you what, right? If you Leicester, can't stop if your thought process the league, going there. If Leicester win the league and we somehow manage to win the Europa League and finish fourth, right? <laughs> if the if the complete momentum bandwagon that's going to build with the expectation that we can then go and win the league the following season with Klopp and at the helm and All God knows who's coming in the summer to yeah. add to that to store that yeah. up even more yeah the, you know? the pressure on him will be huge mm. like, let's be honest about it you know mm. what I mean even, even before a ball is kicked for next season he's had his free pass for a season now and yeah. 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 You know I mean? the top and four expectations cute. are going to be huge anyway right? Yeah. So yeah. If you, I wouldn't if give even, him another free pass because I'm in love with him I know I, I, I'm just I, I, probably giving him about 10 years free pass I know you're not Neil I know you're not but I just love him 10 more years please I think I think he's a bit premature doing the Opal adverts and all that wait can you win something for us maybe before you put your motion on the telly because like you don't say we get beaten on say we get beaten on Towards them were knocked out right in the first thing after the match is that prick and a vector. Yeah. You're gonna be dead now, Wanker! Wanker, it's all his fault. Well, I'm To will. be fair though, he looked you a lot will. cooler than fucking Rogers in that documentary. So, <laughs> yeah. Imagine Rogers is bouncing a beetle. In nineteen seventy eight beetle, I clapped out and I'll yeah. Well, you wanna buy one of these fucking things? Like little Tyrannosaurus Rex arms. <laughs> <laughs> this car's got character. Wouldn't indicate for his love, would it? <laughs> mad wig purple lips. Oh fucking hell around the belt again. <laughs> Car's got character. <laughs> By the car, yeah. technical ability. Do you think outstanding? I, I, like there's been a lot made of the money. Billy but... Bingham Day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um... yeah. There's been a lot made of the, the money that Klopp could get in the summer. Do you, like from experience, because I didn't really follow his career massively, um, other than obviously Dortmund's success. But um, in terms of the transfer markets, 
he doesn't really buy big, does he? He doesn't tend to, you know, start throwing the money around. You know, he's more more no, savvy he, than they, that. They bought they bought relatively big for the German market. Okay. I was just going to say it was when, more... when they've need, like they've got the second biggest budget over there. Mm. You know, the, the second biggest club behind Bayern. He'd have never had the money <coughs> that he's going to have with us now in this. No, summer. but in relative terms, he wouldn't have had the number of teams that have more money to spend ahead of him, him outside either, of yeah. the time when he was at Mainz. Mm. Where he was managing a mid-table side. For that like, do you think he'd, we'd be going and spending thirty-five million on a gotcha? Do you know what I mean? Like, a, that, that, that's. I wouldn't thing. surprise me if he did, because like they went out and splashed a, a big transfer fee in Aubameyang. I think it was sixteen million or eighteen million euro at the time, which is which is a big fee. Mm. Um, they spent relatively big on Mkhitaryan as well mm. when he was there. Um, but like I would say, he's probably looking at shopping in the exact same market. So where they were big signings for Bayern. They will be run of the mill signings. When I say run of the mill, they'll be run of the mill transfer fees that we'd be expecting to pay yeah. for players. Okay. Um, and they that's where I think like he if being linked with the likes of Zielinski, the guy uh, I think it's Udine, not Udinese, it's Brescia, the Polish midfielder. Mm. Um, like signings like that are the ones that I'm sort of saying, yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Not not the Oxlade Chamberlain's. That oh, signings. Oh, no, no, God, no. Listen, God, I'm, God. I'm not talking about the player, but I'm just talking about the actual type of player mm. that he's looking to that's sign the, and the that's profile. The, of that's the, the old Liverpool that this me seeing Klopp coming in that I wanted to stop. That's the signings that the the Ox talk even is for yeah. me now is fucking that's going back mm. five steps on yeah. the, yeah. the old transfer. Well, like, it's interesting you say that though that he's not afraid to spend big. I know you're saying comparatively in England. Comparatively, it's not because I, I, yeah, I always got the. the I suppose it's not my money going on what I'm hearing, you know what I mean? And the worst thing we have getting your knowledge on Twitter is it's usually bullshit. <laughs> but <laughs> but it is, it's like back it. in the day, isn't it? Where did you hear that? I heard that in the bulb? Soon as you hear that, Neil, he, that's they, just built, they built towards spending the money they spent. So it was when he started off, they finished sixth or seventh, it was that year in his fourth season, right? So he didn't go out and spend 20 or 30 million, relatively speaking, on a player then. They bought within what would have been, say, fourth and fifth sort of sized budget yeah, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then achieved second in the league if you know what I mean oh, okay. and then mm. gradually built and it was in, only in the last season or the, the year beforehand that they spent bigger money in terms of what was coming in but at the same time don't forget he's selling guts at the, at the time to, for 25 million to, yeah. to Bayern Munich he's selling well, Bayern, Lewandowski went on a free in the end to, to Bayern Munich they sell Kagawa to United for whatever the fee was I think it was 16 million or something mm. which would have been about 18, 19 million mm. euro in terms of what it was mm. And they were sort of that money that was being spent was the money that they were then going to use to reinvest and spend in the team. So, if you're talking about a business model in terms of how Dortmund operated, it would be very similar to how you would imagine and how Liverpool have operated over the last couple of years, where they've nearly always sold one big player in the summer, and that money has gone then in as part of the transfer kitty that's going on and it's been looked to reinvest and find another player to replace that player and bring in another couple who could potentially be big. So. Yeah, mm. see, I think that's the thing now. That when I look at our squad, we've got a lot of good squad players. I actually think we've got a, a solid enough squad when everybody's fit. We just need three to four top quality starting players now, and they don't come cheap. Okay. So that, that so that's where it sort of boils down. I think what's been good and refreshing is Klopp basically said, <laughs> "Give me a season with these players. I'm not in a rush to to sign anybody. Let me let me learn about these players. Let me see them in the worst moments. Let me see them in the best moments, and then I'm, I can make an informed judgment rather than." Than panic buying straight away. Mm. Let's use a January transfer market to plug some gaps. He said, "No, 
give me time. Let me try and develop these players. He's not afraid to mm. invest in his players. Um, and then he's in a, in a great it's position. The op- it's the complete opposite to the way clubs are operating at the minute, generally in the Premier League, isn't it? Like, when a manager can say, give him a heap of money and he'll sort it out. Well, look, and where we were in January, and he, allegedly, anyway, was him pulled the plug on the Tech Area deal. Mm-hmm. That he turned around and says, right, that's, that's, that's way too much. That's way too much. Yeah, exactly. So I want the lads, but not that much. And I think the difference is now. Whereas other managers wouldn't be afforded the time and everything's, you know, it's a results business and, you know, everything is uh, amplified when it comes to football clubs. Everybody knows that we're in safe hands here. So if this guy doesn't get it right, there's not many that would come in and do a better mm. job, you would think, because, yeah. he's, uh, you know, he's, he's one of the best managers in Europe. So let him have the time mm. to assess the squad and then whoever he goes out and buys... Let's just back him because mm. he because he's 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 made an educated mm. uh, assessment of the squad and let's see where he. But what was take. really impressive for me was the fact that like around Christmas time things weren't going great at all and he, when he came in he said everybody has is uh, everybody's going to be assessed for this season and he did give everybody there was no panic because I'm sure there was fifty million there if he had a push well they were going they were going thirty five for yeah. text two weren't they yeah so if they had so if he had a push that there was fifty or sixty million there to reinforce the squad they didn't and I think. The fact he didn't do that, that's why you see players coming good now because, I mean, they have the confidence of the manager, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, it's really impressive. Okay, that was a good analysis of the Southampton game. Um, <laughs> well done, lads. Is that what we were doing? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, uh, yeah, so... No way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then, uh, so then we beat Southampton as well. I am Lush Warre. You are listening to Trippers Chat. <laughs> um... Right, Trippers Chats coming up. So, uh, first one up um, is Alex Barrelero. Alex Barrelero, it's a lovely sound, isn't it? It's almost like a water. Oh, I think you pronounced it. Oh, well, well. Mind your head there, Ray, yourself. Wasn't there a song? Uh, but no. Uh, but he no. asks... No. <laughs> sorry, Jay, what was that? Sorry, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was singing Kenny Rogers again. <laughs> By Lamar. No, 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 no way will, 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 you, will you hear a link from Kenny Rogers in Julio Iglesias? Julio Iglesias, you are old. Oh, motherfucker, I've just bit my lip. Um, anyway, the... <laughs> Bleeding as well. Fucking bastard, stupid channel. The one material thing you couldn't give up for a month, he asks. Uh, right. Found. Found. Found, Found definitely. I'm trying to give up the smokes at the minute, and it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah. Yeah. When you say trying, have you actually given them up or are you just considering No, I... Well, <laughs> yeah, that's always when we're trying to give up the smokes. Have you got smoke in your pocket? Yeah. So <laughs> it's in your head that you want to give up. That's what I do really want... smoke it today. I yeah. do. Yeah. I was sorry. I'm dying for smoke, actually. <laughs> I do really want to give them up, but I fucking can't. It's a nightmare. Yeah. And I've given up stronger substances in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and I can't kick these guns. I know, yeah. It's a that, fuck that of a nightmare. materialistic, though. TV... Yeah, Nilo's boxes. Ah, how could a little Nilo satellite services? <laughs> Email me. <laughs> Jay? Uh, my phone or coffee or my slippers. I'm a big fan of my slippers oh, at the minute. Singing Kenny Rogers. Yeah, slippers. Yeah, yeah, I'm getting a real your life now. Give me a nice, nice glass of red wine. Put a bit Any of particular in. type of slippers because I had to send Nikki back there with, with, with one she got me. I don't like the ones with no backing. Oh, they've got our back, yeah. yeah, yeah I, I, I nearly killed right. myself about six times going up and down slippers the stairs. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got to take the rubbish yeah. out and then you slip it That's where we're at. Come here, you know the way you slippers if they haven't got a back on them, right? <laughs> you know the way I have a limp, right? <laughs> 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 if there's no back on them, when I'm my left foot goes to take a step, the slipper fucking flies. <laughs> I said I 
get myself a pair of flip-flops right here. So I can't wait to try these new bad boys out here. There's only one step for them flip the shoe and find about 15 feet. <laughs> yeah, so backs and shoes without backs, I, can't, I have to wear a sling back. <laughs> I just strapped up in their crops. <laughs> <laughs> they get Roman yokes with the laces all the way up around yes yes not going to be that one uh, <laughs> they're wrestling boots yeah. <laughs> I was heading down the beach in my wrestling boots <laughs> my mask how the fuck did the Romans do this shit <laughs> before a fight <laughs> four hours hang on a second lads. we're not ready yet we're doing up our boots Lilo's putting his boots on <laughs> right Garrett asks if you go, if you go cast <laughs> If you could cast Trev in one movie, what would it be? Castaway. Mine would be... Uh, the Walking Dead? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> Pulling the strings and Trev's hand going up and down. How's things going, Trev? <laughs> yeah, who would you get to do his voice, though? What? Who David Attenborough. Tra- yeah, Attenborough. Yeah. Right. What's your man's name that does Darth Vader? James, James Earl, Earl Jones. Jones. Yeah, someone, yeah. 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 You can see him doing a wildlife show, can't you? The voice, the... Yeah. the yeah. Serenade yeah. in the you back. You could have, yeah. yeah, when he was alive. From the grave. Yeah. From yeah. the grave, yeah. Live from the grave yeah. with David Ambrose. He could do, do about extinct animals. <laughs> <laughs> Nav and Axon talking about the dodo now. <laughs> the dodo. <laughs> right, um, Scoop Vines official asks, if your flute were the shape of an actual instrument, which would it be? <laughs> <laughs> what type of musical instrument? Like? Yeah, obviously, yeah. Ooh. Well, say a flute. Is he talking about a Mickey there? I don't know. It yeah, could be just yeah, a flute. No, because yeah, you, know, you ever Mickey. see the uh, you ever see the show The Raccoons? Yours is the shape of a raccoon. You know, Cyril I Slayer. think you have a fucking. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you want to get Cyril, that look? Ah, I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah Cyril, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cyril Slayer. Uh, um, the lads in uni used to call me Cyril. <laughs> right. What? <laughs> What's the question? You the lads in uni. Like you'd go in the shower after the footy match and they'd see me cock like on your nose. It's impressive, <laughs> and if I don't, that was nearly at right angle. That thing from that character. Oh yeah, can shag round corners like. Ah, right, right. <laughs> 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 some Matt doesn't even know this. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? I have no idea. It looks like some type of raccoon. Stop me! I'm in the next <laughs> Coming around the corner like a periscope, <laughs> looking, for, <laughs> looking for a fat guy. <laughs> uh, Anyway, yeah, no. Right. Um, Cuba. Is I don't know. Jay's bendy flu. What is it? All right, then, yeah. That, yeah. This, this, this one's from this is in the DM. Yeah, yeah. This was sent to us by DM. Um, so, Neil Devlin. Just so we know who is that's asking this question, he's at Borple Man on Twitter. <laughs> he wants to know <laughs> both your mother and your girlfriend slash wife or significant other switch bodies, and the only way to undo oh. it is to fuck one of them. <laughs> Which do you screw? Well, I'll get this ball running. My man's so, dead, so definitely. <laughs> so definitely it's, it's, so it's actually my missus, but she's got my mum's body. Yeah. yeah. Or it's my mum with my missus' body. Same yeah. thing. Ah, uh, yeah, after would have to be back. Oh, oh look, you're about to go I definitely ruined me, man. <laughs> Stop myself. Yeah, this is a shock in your face. You're like, don't come back to this shit. <laughs> you freak. Divorce. Anyway, um... <laughs> Celibacy, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, no matter which way you go there, it's no, all wrong, wrong no, isn't it? It's all wrong yeah. Yeah. But does the face change? <laughs> it's just the body. They swap, but no, no, the face change. You're basically doing. So you're basically banging them up. Yeah, you're, yeah. Oh, that's 
If you're going, isn't it? That is way too quick. Yeah, you're going to go Whatever way you go, you're doing it with your mouth. No, well, listen. Yeah, oh, see. Yeah, no matter what you do, you're banging out. Hopefully, my doesn't listen to it. I hope she doesn't do that. Mine's that. <laughs> She's listening to it with Trev. <laughs> right, last question. And um, it is given that we won't see us all until Easter week next week. Or hear from us until Easter week next week. Question is, and there's two actually because they're related. Um, who's not getting drunk on Thursday? Well, listen, I definitely right. Really. And then following on from that, which is your least favourite holiday of the year, seeing as it's coming up to Paddy's Day? Which is Stephen Eamon's least favourite? Well, to just to clarify things, I will be getting drunk on Thursday. Really? It won't be a performance of, of, of last Wednesday's carry on. I will not be, be drinking on Thursday. I can say that categorically. My drinking will be saved for the, the match. No interest in doing the Paddy's Day time drinking, but mm. I will be having drinks. You know the bills are for the Raymond? No, because it's a horrible, horrible atmosphere to be surrounded by Manx in a pub. Yeah, it I really is horrible. I don't like it. It can get rowdy. Jay. I've Are been, you adopting your Irishness? I've I haven't been uh, I haven't been on the booze for a while actually, um, <laughs> but I think I uh, might break that for the United game. Yeah, you know, uh, yeah, got involved. Be interesting, won't it? No drink, no wine o'clock for Mister Casey. No wine o'clock. It hasn't been wine o'clock for now. There's none. <laughs> None before the weekend, uh, thanks to a small dose of cystitis. So okay, uh... and, but you, you seem to find some, some rum. <laughs> what? You found some rum that was recently. Hold on, we can't just... Whoa, 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 whoa. Is this all right? No, it's not all right. You had some... What? This, you had koala bears? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's chlamydia. Okay, so what's wrong with you? <laughs> His boyfriend had a kidney infection. Sid, you're doing a bout of cystitis, isn't yeah, this well, one? I, I was just throwing oh, a bit. Oh, okay. That's all right. <laughs> I can make you go blind, that you? Well, kidney infection? Mm-hmm. No, no. That's wanking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With, with cystitis on the top of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get that in your eye, your bollocks. <laughs> um... Hell, you know what he always says? Stoyzoi. That fella's fucking has that Stoyzoi. Look at him. He's always got Stoyzoi. Help, dirty bastard. Look at him. Look at him there. You know he's got a Stoyzoi. Stoyzoi. Wank him when you have the time. No, so I won't be drinking a party soon. I'll get it in for most of us lads. I'll look. I'll cover that. What's your least favourite holiday day, day, day? Eh. A good Friday's a bag issue. Yeah. It's an absolute waste of time. It's just that it's the, they it's don't give you booze. Like, mm. it's, yeah. it's, annoying. it's annoying. But I mean, it's only when, one when night. But... You, when your social calendar, as it tends to be, let's face it, we play up to stereotypes. Your social yeah. calendar tends to be surrounded by the pubs living in Ireland. So when they give you a day off work, and they give you fucking time off, and everyone you know is oh, off. Right, I can't help looking at you at this moment. I'm going to be honest with you, right? You are straight out of like Homestar more in the States. It's like it's phenomenal. The it's beard, terrible. the baseball hat, the check short. You literally should be walking out to a pickup truck now and heading off. <laughs> See, you can't even just shooting a load of kids. Alright, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, is that not what they do? Raccoons. Oh, raccoons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keep your flute in, Jay. Don't be pissing up the mountains tonight. <laughs> Ray is on the fucking rampage, he is. He's all about hunting. Paul! <laughs> Country music on. Pick up truck outside, <laughs> rifles in the back. <laughs> I'm gonna feel shit getting into a Renault Megane now. <laughs> Just don't have the same thing. Just open the bill, right? Pretend to wait to get into a fucking 24 litre Dodge Ram out there with antlers and shit hanging off it. And I'm getting into a fucking two, a two door fucking Megane. <laughs> fucking antlers hanging off it. I'm going out hunting. <laughs> Mr. T. Mm. Yep. Do you know what? I, <laughs> do you know 
know what the thing about Good Friday is as well? Not the way the pubs have to close. They close. It fucks up your tours day as well. Because the pubs stop serving at 12 o'clock. Listen, do you, listen, do you know how bad it was though? Do you, I don't know. We, I used we to get the train. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. They were going to say the train and there was people out money where I used to just get in the boat and go to Hollyhead just on Good Friday. I used to get the train on Good Friday, yeah. Anyone who wants a pleasurable experience, there's a boat on the canal and you can have a restaurant and you, have, well, you can have a meal and a drink on Good Friday because you're allowed to serve alcohol in the waterways of Ireland. Really now? Yeah. Wow, there you go. And What's it called, Phil? It's called the boat. The one that's up uh, off Baggage Street there. La Perna Sirius. Is it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that does trips up and down the canal, so you can drink all day long if you want. And if you buy, if you just buy a rail ticket, you're free to use the bar facilities in any of the railway stations. That's right, I used to get the train. You don't even have to get the train. Well, well I was only 15, Phil, so I was safer on the train, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> um, you can drink in the airport because you're travelling. Mm, as well and hotels and hotels mm. so book yourself into a hotel on Good Friday and you can have a few drinks as well so anyone out there who wants to drink responsibly any other shit holidays then is there it is just Good Friday because you can't gargle I can't think of any other I, I'm not a fan of New Year's Eve not a fan of the summer myself said that. it's always a letdown if yeah. you go out if you have oh, a house house I, house I, house I, I gave up going out about, about two or three years ago just now fucking way at the time I was driving taxi had 59 mates driving taxis and still had the disgusting oh, fucking good. three hours freezing your bollocks off trying to get home and walking halfway up to Phoenix Park trying to get a fucking taxi. Well? Do you know what me off Easter Sunday they closed the, sh- the supermarkets as well. So anyone that's planning to do their shopping there won't be any supermarkets open on Easter Sunday. Wow that is incredibly boring. That annoys the fuck out of me. <laughs> I don't know that <laughs> Yeah so don't get caught out. Fuck me. This always happens. Something new. No, it's always happens. I got caught loads of time. Consumer tips now, really? Really? Yeah. Listen, we're talking slippers. And back to you, Anne. Raquel, now. I'm just hoping my sister is clears up. Right, we're done. On a warm summer's evening, on a train bound for nowhere. Country admin boys. We were both too tired to sleep. So Y'all get down here to the Astro Park, <laughs> www.astro.ie, for all your football needs. Dad'll look after you. He said, "Son, I've made a life out of reading." Still waiting to hear from you, Heineken guys. Send us on a crate of free beer, and we'll keep plugging you on the pod. By the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying, tonight's pod's being brought to you in association with gambling, raccoons. And everything else you just heard, including cystitis. So I handed him my. Ah, come on, Kenny, would you ever get on with the chorus? You got to know when to hold up. Know when to fold up. Know when to walk away. Your day trippers tonight were indeed Kenny Rogers, Ray Brady, Neil Gray, the Jorgen Klopp of the crew, and of course, Jay Home, all the way from Liverpool via the day trippers bunker. And me, Phil. Good night. God bless. Fucking hell. It's raining. I didn't buy any new rain brings up. He's had to do a tree in the car on the way over. Just one tree. Yeah, two foot down one. And two, two speedballs coming up the stairs <laughs> to keep you awake. <laughs> speedballs. They still make their own skill that in there. And an acid. Two speedballs, a micro, that and an E. I don't know. Oh, lovely. Shout out to Lonson. To be all disappointed, there's no funny content tonight, so. Yeah, get your blade and put your balls out on the table there, fucking Casey. Come on.
I would, will refra- I will plead the fifth on this one. <laughs> Chew to some legal wrangling. <laughs> <laughs> I Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico's. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Sports Social Podcast Network.